modern world is awesome, and so are you. A Marvel Tony Steve fic written by Anonymous and read by BIP as an ITPE 2019 gift for Fumbles McStupid. Steve wakes up abruptly, the sudden kick of adrenaline knocking him awake and going for the shield in less than half a second. Easy, Tiger, says a familiar voice. Just me. No concussions or decapitations. Who'd sign the checks? Howard, Steve thinks for a moment, before he remembers that Howard's decades dead. And Tony, he says. In the pre-dawn light, Tony Stark grins at him. He's got a nice smile. Good teeth. First name basis, he says. That's great. That's excellent, Cap. We'll make a modern man of you yet. He's wearing the red gold armor that Steve's only seen in pictures so far. The faceplate flipped up. He looks like some kind of elegant robot, like something from Weird Tales. He snaps his fingers, the metal click-clicking. Come on, he says. Up, up, up. Steve is reaching for his pants before he even thinks twice. Then he stops, because that's bad. Where exactly are we going? Tony's smile gets even bigger. This should really worry Steve. He's actually a little worried that it doesn't worry him. This, says Tony with great dignity, is boring. This facility is boring. This room is boring. Put your pants on, Steve. We're going out. Okay, so flying is Steve's new favorite thing in the world. He's hanging on to Tony, or Iron Man's, back. His arms and legs wrapped tight. His smile so wide his face hurts. He taps on the side of Tony's helmet. This is pretty swell, he yells over the roar of the wind. And it's a terribly weak way to describe exactly how he's feeling. But Tony's voice comes back, modulated through the helmet somehow. You know what, Tony says? You're right. It absolutely is. And Steve thinks Tony gets it. Steve picked up his fair share of profanity in the army, but Natasha is a good resource. And she taught him this one. Shit fit. Precisely, it's what Colonel Fury pitches when they get back. Today's psychologist is a very calm man and has a very expensive pen that he keeps tapping on a pad of paper. Steve knows that writing technologies progressed beyond the 1940s, but they're trying to limit his exposure to new stimuli. You do realize it's important, the psychologist says, tapping the paper, tapping, tapping. And Steve sighs, resists the urge to gently take the pen away. Gently, of course. It's important for you to acclimate, and these things take time, of course. Steve nods earnestly, because that seems like the quickest route out today. He's getting tired of psychologists. There's something tapping at his window. Steve's out of bed before he's even awake. Tony's hovering on those little blue jets of flame from his boots and gloves and says, I have exactly 21 seconds before the shield automatic facility defenses get a missile lock on me. So are you coming? I really hope you're coming. 17 seconds. 16. Steve grabs his boots and shield and leaps out the window. They're somewhere over the Atlantic when Steve says, I never got to see them liberate Paris. Tony says, I know a little place. Tony's little place is the support struts on top of Eiffel Tower eating baguettes. 
Vending machine product, Tony says, but surprisingly good. And watching the sun come up. Steve leans against Tony's side. The armor puts out a surprising amount of heat and feels something warm expand in his chest. No more, Rogers, says Colonel Fury. Don't make me tell you again. Let me guess, says Tony. Dad says I'm bad influence and you're not to associate with me until they're done adjusting your worldview. Pretty much, Steve says. Tony's wearing a suit today. There was a meeting that Steve wasn't invited to. It looks expensive. He looks good. Tony rolls his eyes. Fury knows where three-eighths of the budget and all the cool toys come from, he says. Out of nowhere, he flips a pair of sunglasses out of his pocket and stands on tiptoe to perch them on top of Steve's head. Ray-Bans, thinks Steve, and remembers the bomber pilots wearing them. These ones are even nicer. Those look better on you, says Tony. Be good. And then he's gone in a swirl of shield agents. Steve looks at the glasses later. They do look better on him. Tony's outside his window again. We've got to stop meeting like this, says Steve, spinning the sunglasses idly through his fingers. He feels like that's a line from the pictures, though, and he grins ruefully. Tony's drifting past the window like a leaf on the breeze. I disengaged the auto-target on the missile system, he says, just for this tech, though, and just for ten minutes. The faceplate's down, but Steve can tell Tony's smiling. He drifts just out of arm's reach. No touching, he says. Fury can't get mad. He waves one hand expansively. I oversaw a merger with one of the pr premier Malaysian tech companies, had mediocre sushi, and juiced the Bugatti's engines until Pepper yelled at me. What did you do today? Anyone else? It would be a polite surface question. But Tony's leaning in like he really wants to get inside of that self-enforced arm's length radius. So Steve smiles, leans forward, and starts talking. It's three and a half months before Steve has evidently cleared the last of the psychological hurdles, and S.H.I.E.L.D. proclaims him ready for the modern world. He wonders if that's what they stamped in his paperwork, and what he managed to say to the shrinks that finally got him the go-ahead. He wishes he knew, so he could have said it three months ago. Tony's waiting two blocks away, perched on the hood of something that looks like more like art than a car. His expensive suit's rumpled, and he's wearing new aviator shades. What are your feelings on pizza? Tony asks. Steve leans in, and before Tony can dodge, kisses him lightly on the jaw. He doesn't think there's a lot that can surprise Tony Stark, but he thinks he may have just managed it. Pizza sounds good, he says, and smiles, just to see the way it makes Tony light up. The End <laughs>